Welcome to Day 67 of the New Way. I'll read John 5, 31 through 40. If I testify about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who testifies in my favor, and I know that his testimony about me is true. You have sent to John, and he has testified to the truth. Not that I accept human testimony, but I mention it that you may be saved. John was a lamp that burned and gave light, and you chose for a time to enjoy his light. I have testimony weightier than that of John, for the works that the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I am doing, testify that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has himself testified concerning me. You have never heard his voice, nor seen his form, nor does his word dwell in you, for you do not believe the one he sent. You study the scriptures diligently, because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Here we have an explanation of why Jesus says he can be trusted when he claims to be the Messiah. He lays it out very clearly. What is the first reason Jesus can be trusted? I'll read again John 5:33. You have sent to John, and he has testified to the truth. Jesus says the first reason he can be trusted is because of the testimony of John the baptizer. The second reason is found in John 5:36. For I have testimony weightier than that of John. For the works that the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I am doing, testify that the Father has sent me. Jesus says that the second reason he can be trusted is because of all the proof he's given by his miracles and his healings. What is the third reason he can be trusted? John 5, 37. And the Father who sent me has himself testified concerning me. You have never heard his voice nor seen his form. Now God spoke audibly at Jesus' baptism. I believe Jesus is saying that God has spoken, but the Pharisees didn't listen or hear it because their minds were closed. But it doesn't change the fact that God has spoken. And we'll see other instances of God speaking audibly to groups about Jesus. What is the fourth reason Jesus can be trusted? John 5, 39 through 40. You study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life.
The Jewish scriptures are the same as our Old Testament and gives us over 300 prophecies that predict some aspect of Jesus' life. Jesus says that the Pharisees were searching the scripture to support their own religion, not to seek truth. But the truth is there. Over and over and over, God predicted Jesus' arrival. I'll read Mark 3, verse 6. Then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how they might kill Jesus. And I'll also read John 5, 41 through 47. I do not accept glory from human beings, but I know you. I know that you do not have the love of God in your hearts. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not accept me. But if someone else comes in his own name, you will accept him. How can you believe since you accept glory from one another? but do not seek the glory that comes from the only God. But do not think I will accuse you before the Father. Your accuser is Moses, on whom your hopes are set. If you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But since you do not believe what he wrote, how are you going to believe what I say? Jesus says that we readily accept people who claim to be great, but we reject the one who really is. And if we reject him, we lose all hope of eternal life, the forgiveness of our sins, and a right relationship with God. These are divisive words. These are fighting words for many religious people. In that day, and in ours. Many people are comfortable believing in a supreme being, but refuse to believe that Jesus was the Son of God. The religious leaders of that day became so angry that they determined to kill him. Why? Because only one of three statements can be true. I give credit to C.S. Lewis for stating these three possibilities. Either Jesus is who he said he was, or he was a liar, or he was a lunatic, totally insane. There's really only these three. It is ludicrous to say he was a great teacher or prophet. What great teacher or prophet would lie? God's law says such a prophet is not from God and should be stoned to death. No, Jesus was not a prophet or a great teacher. He was either the son of God or he was not. If he was not, then we need to recognize that everything he said was either lies or the ravings of a madman. And anyone who tells you he was just a great teacher or a prophet sent from God needs their heads examined.
accept Jesus as truth or reject him as liar or lunatic, but don't fool yourself into believing there's anything in between. If you are unsure, I encourage you to be honest with yourself and with God and ask God to help you figure out exactly who Jesus was and is. This Bible study is a great way to begin your search. Let me know if you have questions. You may contact me at web.net. In his service, Dale.